Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Bayana. And I'm Robin. We are really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we're discussing chapter 26 of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Seen and Unforeseen. Um, So we have some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. You can use the hashtag wizard team on Twitter to follow along. Love our blog, love wizard team, have a few extra galleons lying around. Donate to Black Girls Create. You can become a Patronus and send us a cheering charm at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. Um, and we have Wizard Team merch. So head over to our website and step up your nerd and fashion, nerd fashion and stationary game. Um, Dude, we have lots of cool things on there. Movie. So you should check them out and see what you want. It's, it's on the list. It yes, should be a thing that they offer. That would be great. That should be a thing that they offer. Um, it's onesie but season, so we're not. both in our onesies today. Um, but, oh well. And Spider-Man! Woo-hoo! Yeah, I'm a dragon and Robin's small. Spider-Man. It's there great. You go. Um, yeah. um, Boom! Killing the game. Merch. Okay, if you want to support us but you don't have the funds to do so, please rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, or whatever your podcasts are found. But also, even if you listen to us on Google Play, go and review review us on iTunes as well because that's the one that like really gets stuff done. You know. You know. Um, also, subscribe to Black Witches Weekly, our newsletter curated by Wizard Bay Deborah with nerd news and links to what's been going on. Um, so if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. Go to blackgirlscreate.org to do that. Yes. And now for Wizard Team News. Um, so you can order a butterbeer latte or a butterbeer frappuccino at Starbucks. I might try the latte. Yeah, the catch though is that, so you can't walk up, so there's a catch though, right? Because you can't walk up to Starbucks to like the barista and be like, I want a butterbeer latte. You have to know exactly what you, what like the breakdown is, um, which is, which is like kind of not as fun, but like you still get it. Um, so you ask for a latte with, in this article, it says with whole milk, but like, you don't have to do that to yourself. Love yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Drink the milk that is best for your stomach. (laughs) Don't be out here just for the sake of butterbeer. Whatever kind of milk you want. There are some. It does have different tastes. Sometimes, yes. It might not have a taste. It might, but also, again... Love yourself and your body. In 2018, we are taking care of ourselves. And a part of that is not getting the milk that's going to mess you up. Right. Yeah. So whatever milk you of your choosing, um, caramel syrup, toffee nut syrup, and cinnamon dolce syrup. Um, And then you can add whipped cream and salted caramel bits if you would like. Um, And then for uh, the frappuccino, you just ask for a cream frappuccino with caramel and toffee nut syrup and then a caramel drizzle up top. So if someone wants to try that and let us know or let me know, I am trying to be good and not go to Starbucks, at least for the month of January. 
which Ooh. if you Rough. know me, you know how difficult that is for my whole life. But we will see how it goes. Again, you know, new year, trying some things out. I believe in you. It's not, it's not totally a new me, but we'll see. Maybe it will be. Um, but yeah, try that if you know it's it's. I would suggest latte because it's warm. But also, I don't know your life, and you might like cold things in cold weather. I so <laughs> there's this like weird thing. It's like the opposite, I guess. At Coachella, it is super hard to find hot coffee, They're like iced coffee, and I'm like. No, bitch. <laughs> my coffee to be warm. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I know it's 200 degrees out here, but it's the first cup of coffee today, and I need it to be warm. I need it to be warm. Well, I mean, I get that. Like, I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like with, like, coffee and stuff, it makes sense. Yeah. Regardless of, like, I mean, Some people like iced coffee. I don't know. But... True. I mean, I don't dislike iced coffee. It's just Basically, that if I'm having, like, my morning cup of coffee, it needs to be warm. I don't care yeah. how hot it is. But, yeah. You can go yeah. either Basically, way. Basically, do what you want. You got a hot option, you got a cold option. And you know? then, um, let us know if you decide to get it. <laughs> you know, tweet us at WeBlackAndNerds. Hashtag WitherTeam. Snap a picture of you and your, your Butterbeer Latte. Butterbeer frap. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Tell us all about it. Tell us what it tastes like. I don't know. Okay, so that's the end of that. Let's move on to the chapter. Um, um for a second I thought that you had deleted it and I was about to be like, did you really delete this? <laughs> um, cause I, I was gonna have. laugh and I was gonna be like, okay. Um I mean, yesterday, Tuesday was Dave's birthday, so that's a thing. It happened. Let's move on. Um, yeah. It was Everybody funny because, has a birthday. Um, Everybody has it's one. It's true. It is true. But what's funny is a couple days ago, I was like randomly looking through old like Wizard Team video recordings, and I can't remember why, but I got like stuck in a rabbit hole. I was looking for something specific, and then it spiraled from there. But um, last year, there was that whole Arby's thing where they drew a dough and always in the, <laughs> the packet of ketchup. And I completely forgot about it. Until uh, I like saw, I was like, re- I saw it and I was like, what? <laughs> in the ketchup. So, you know, that's a, it's it's the one year anniversary of the ketchup dough. No. <laughs> so that was. That is something that we're celebrating, a, actually. A tweet. The one year anniversary <laughs> of the dough and ketchup is worth celebrating. Because like, what was that? But also oh, hilarious. Man. Actually, was, the, I, was, I, was I, I think I said this time. a year ago, and I'm going to say it again. That's the only thing that Snape deserves. <laughs> the only memorial <laughs> the most, he deserves. It was the only. It was yeah. Always in It was the most bizarre by from, from Arby's. Arby's. It was the most bizarre thing I'd ever seen in my like on Twitter. It was. It was a yeah strange moment. 2017. <laughs> Only a couple days in. Ooh. That was the first sign. It was. We should have known. <laughs> we, we should, should have, have known. We should have been like, you know what? <laughs> Maybe actually. Let's just stop. Let's call it here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Trump about to be our president. We got memorials of Snape and ketchup packets. Let's just let's just end it. Let's just call it. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was. It was. 
Should we just stop it there? Okay, let's... Um, um, wait, wait, wait. In other Wither Team news, I have insurance. Like, hey, medical up. insurance. And I went to get my eyes checked. And they can't do nothing for me yeah, until February. But... We're going to have a Robin who can see coming to a Wizard Team near you. Soon what? Because I, I legit told um, Diana, I was like, I, I have my book. I opened my book. And I was like, this ain't happening. Good luck. <laughs> I'm going to just go it's from okay. what I know. Oh. I have, um, yeah. Eyes for the both of us. Um, so, let's previously, previously on Wizard Team, Harry went on a date with Cho, and it was a disaster. It was a disaster, and and it was and it was his fault as well. There's really no kind of sugarcoating that. There's no like both sides. It was his fault. Um, so that was a thing. Uh, ten Death Eaters escaped from Azkaban, so that's also a thing. One of which was um, um was Bellatrix, Bellatrix was strange. She gets top billing for some um, reason. We haven't quite figured out why. Figured out why? Yeah. Um, Bodrick Bode was killed. Um, mm. so that was also a thing. And then Hermione set up this interview with Rita, uh, Rita Skeeter, for Harry to talk about everything that happened in the graveyard at the end of the last, um, To tell the truth and shame the devil. Yeah, exactly, that. Um, and it is going to go in the quibbler, because the Daily Prophet obviously won't, uh, print it. Um, so... That, yeah, you know. So that's a thing. Um, we also find out that Xenophilius doesn't pay his writers, which <laughs> is unfortunate for those writers, except for Rita, because that's what right. she gets for being an unethical person. I so, mean, that, it's not what Rita gets for being It's not what she gets. Writer. It's just... It's what... No. I mean, but... No, I said unethical. Think about I said how unethical. much money she has made in publishing nonsense. She can take this one. Mm-hmm. She can take this out. Yeah, no, it's, I, said um, for, I said for being unethical. Like, I if you're going to be unethical, to, yeah. then... I was about to say it's reparations, but that's it's not karma. <laughs> no, it's karma. It's, karma. <laughs> it's definitely not reparations. <laughs> it's reparations? No, that's not it. <laughs> that's false. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, so getting into... The chapter, chapter 26, Seen and Unforeseen, um, just kind of chapter count. We have 12 more until we're done. Wow. So we're coming up quick on the end. My favorite you know, it's, it's really strange, like, reading these the way that we do, is that I feel I have no idea really where we are in the book until we're at the end. <laughs> like, mm. It feels like this could go for another year. We're right in the middle of the True. story. We're in the middle True. of it. Like, I don't know. And then we're like two chapters out. And you're like, oh, <laughs> shit. Okay. Cool. cool. Yeah. Like so it's, much has happened. It's, it's, a lot has happened um, since July when we started this. It's been like six months, five months, something like that. Um, yeah. yeah, it's weird. It's 
very strange. So also, you know, get your votes in. You got yes. three more months. No more time for procrastinating. Mm-mm. Um, cool. So Luna said vaguely that she didn't know how soon Rita's interview with Harry would appear in the Quibbler, that her father was expecting a lovely long article on recent sightings of Crumplehorn Snorkaks. And of course, that'll be a very important story. So Harry's might have to wait for the following issue, said Luna, because the love goods, some their priorities are... Um, it's an important story, though. Yeah, it's, apparently. I Like, you need to not, know what's I mean, going on with the Snorkaks. Mm-hmm. Sure. Over Voldemort, sure. Okay. Yes. Um, so Harry hadn't found it an easy experience to talk about the night when Voldemort had returned. Um, Rita had pressed him for every little detail and he tried to give her everything he could remember. Um, he guessed that, or he wondered what people would think about the story. Um, and he guessed that it would confirm a lot of people in the view that he was completely insane. Not least because his story would be appearing alongside utter rubbish about the crumple horned snorkaks. Um, but the breakout of the Death Eaters had given Harry a burning desire to do something, whether it worked or not. Um, People are so close-minded. About the the Snorkaks or about Harry? About the Snorkaks. Oh, like, okay. Harry. And, like, in what you've been going through this year, you're still going to close your mind off to learning the truth about Snorkaks and the they're not importance that they real. hold in society? Who says? Who says they're not real? Hermione? I'm pretty sure and more than just Hermione. Her? I mean, I think, you know, when in doubt, yeah. But also, pretty sure she didn't just come up with that from out of nowhere. Close-minded. Okay. So close-minded. Um... Also, can we talk about how, like, even in the wizarding world, there are, like, ridiculous claims of like things that exist like they like luna's like oh we have there's crumplehorn snorkax and wizards are like nah that's preposterous there's no way there's a creature like that <laughs> meanwhile they have like bow truckles and nifflers and shit it's hilarious um okay can't wait to see what umbridge thinks of you going public said dean sounding awestruck at dinner on monday night um seamus was sitting next to him um eating but harry could tell that he was listening it's the right de- thing to do, Harry, said Neville. It must have been tough, talking about it. Was it? Yeah, mumbled Harry. But people have got to know what Voldemort's capable of, haven't they? That's Neville right, said Neville. So and his good. Death Eaters, too. People should know. And he left the sentence hanging and returned to his baked potato. Yeah, Neville is like... It's important. You do this thing. I'm on your side. Mm-hmm. He's the people best. People gotta know. <laughs> He's the best. Um, Seamus looked up, but when he caught Harry's eye, he looked quickly back to his plate again. So Seamus is clearly having some kind of, like, internal crisis. Well, I mean, it's the thing, like, like, the first time I found out that, like, my mom cheated. My mom cheats a lot at a lot of games. But when she, like, when I, like, really realized that she didn't know what she was talking about when it came to, like, geography, she would help me do my homework. (laughs) And you know my mom. She has no fucking clue about geography. Like, I literally have a postcard from this woman talking about 
Rome is so nice. Spain is lovely this time of year. Like, what? What, woman? You were in the country. <laughs> anywho. Anywho. It's like the killing of your idols, right? It's really hard to... to it, and it's also a very, like, defining moment of adulthood. Even if your parents aren't, like, my mom who's, like, doesn't know where Rome is. But, <laughs> um, like... Just the idea that they can be wrong or they can hold, like, wrong views or they can hold views that you don't agree with, right? Like, your Mm -hmm. parents can have... Your parents are are human and they can be complicated and they can be problematic. And so... And he went hard at Harry or whatever, you know what I mean? He, like, left it all on the floor. So to, like, come back from that is a lot. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And any yeah, and it's still gonna take him a little bit longer, but it's clear you can at least see him like wrestling. He's struggling with it. with it. Yeah. Um so after a while, Dean, Seamus, and Neville left for the common room, leaving Harry and Hermione at the table waiting for Ron. Um Cho walked into the hall with her friend Marietta. I feel like we've mentioned this before, but she's referred to as Cho Chang a lot. As if she's not a character like, that we um, see more often. It's like, what's his name? Phineas Nigellus. No, but Phineas Nigellus are his first names. His last name is Black. Oh. You didn't? He's serious. No. He's, he was on the family. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, his, he's his name is Phineas Nigellus I mean, they all have the same last name. No, but he's like. A Black. A black like that's like a part of it yeah he's not married into it like he is that didn't learn something new i this week i today i learned carmen san diego is the bad guy and phineas nigelis his last name is black learning all sorts of things i'm i okay never mind i'm moving on um so Hermione asks Harry um, about his date with Cho, um, hmm. and Harry tells her that it was a complete fiasco, and then he told her what happened. Um, so then he said, she jumps up right, and she says, I'll see you around, Harry, and runs out of the place. I mean, what was that all about? What was going on? Um, Hermione glanced over at the back of Cho's head and sighed, oh, Harry, well, I'm sorry, but you were a bit tactless. Me? tactless one minute we were getting on fine next minute she was telling me roger davies asked her out and now she and how she used to go and snog cedric in that stupid tea shop how was i supposed to feel about that well you see said hermione with the patient air of one explaining that one plus one equals two to an over emotional toddler you shouldn't have told her you wanted to meet me halfway through your date i just again want to submit my petition um to get hermione some new friends we just would like to Put nope. that on the record. Nope. She dancing with the one that brung him. I just... I just feel like, you know, the troll is not... It shouldn't... I feel like at this point, they've had enough friendship since the troll that she can be like, I'm gonna just... Nope. All my best to you nope. and yours. Nope. But I'm gonna just slide out. Nope. That's not how it works. I mean... (laughs) 
Okay. Not how that works at all. Not even a little bit. Okay. I just think that we should be able to ask nope. for that for her. You know, sometimes people don't know what's best for them. And sometimes you just gotta like... I don't know. It's fine. Whatever. Anyway, she's... The fact that she has to like sit here and be like, Okay, Harry, so this is what... Like walk him through what he should not have done is a lot um but but spluttered harry but you told me to meet to meet you at 12 and to bring her along how was i supposed to do that without telling her you should have told her differently said hermione you should have said it was really annoying that i made you promise to come to the three broomsticks and you didn't really want to go you'd much rather spend the whole day with her but unfortunately you thought you really ought to meet me and she and would she please please come along with you and hopefully you'd be able to get away more quickly and it might have uh, been good to mention how ugly you think I am too, said Hermione as an afterthought. Um, but I don't think you're ugly, said Harry bemused. I I kind of have an issue with that last sentence, but I do think that like everything else she said is way better than... For the harmony Yeah, she something? said you can come... She said... No, not that. Um, oh. I just think... So I think like the first... The beginning of the... What she was saying before that sentence is way better, like... 10 times better than um she uh she asked me to so i thought i would do you want to come with me she said it wouldn't matter if you did so that oh, yeah. like 10 times better but also um the the thing about mentioning how ugly she is i just feel like i get it like People, especially because of the year before, people kind of think that Harry and Hermione are, like, might have something going on. But also, like, you can't trash talk your friends to girls just because they're going to be right. jealous of her. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, you can't do that. Can't that's like, that's oh, garbage. She ugly anyway. But, like, she ugly anyway. Like, I don't even... What do you, you mean? About she don't me? like her. She how ugly. Have you seen her face? Her teeth? Like, you can't do that if that's one of your no. best friends. I don't care. Not like. What, how much you need to convince your girlfriend that you don't like your best friend, that's your best friend. So you can convince them without putting the person down. It doesn't have to be, and that's the, it doesn't have to always be about looks. It could have very easily been, exactly. she's like a sister to me. It's mm-hmm. not like that. She mm-hmm. says it's important. Do you know how many times this woman has saved my life? I'll follow up. She, At know, least if once If I don't go, she's not going to do my homework. Right. At the very okay. least, she saved my entire life. Like, you owe me sitting here in this tea shop with you to her. To Hermione Granger. <laughs> she saved my life. She saved my life at least once a year, more in some cases. <laughs> so I feel like right. we just gonna have to go and suck it up. And she said you could come, so let's do it. <laughs> but. Why do you have to hang out with Hermione Granger? Because if I didn't hang out with Hermione Granger, my dumb ass would be I'd dead. I'd be dead. <laughs> I would not, I literally I would not be here. So I would I not be like here with y'all. It it just seems to me that the proper course of action is to do what Hermione want me to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. It seems like a great that's I agree. That's a much better explanation. Yeah. Like Harry's was shit. Hermione's was good up until the part about her being ugly. Mm-hmm. And then Yeah. Um, it really should read, and it might have been a good idea to mention how many times I've saved your life. Right. 
For sure, for sure. And then Harry would say, you right, next time I'll do that. Um, instead, he says, um, but I don't think you're ugly. And Hermione laughs and says, Harry, you're, you're worse than Ron. Well, no, you're not. Which is also facts. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, what? At least she knows, at least she knows her friends, at the very least. She doesn't expect much more from them. I, That's I wish saying. that, um. She dancing with the ones that brought her. It's That's true. It. it is true. She, um, you can't be ride or die, and then all of a sudden be like, actually, y'all are dumb, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Nah, she ride or die I mean, you can. Now. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, you could, but she won't, and that's fine. It's the damn Gryffindor loyalty. Um, so, uh, look, you upset Cho when you said you were going to meet me, so she tried to make you jealous. It was her way of telling, of trying to find out how much you liked her. Is that what she was doing, said Harry. Um, and this is as Ron sits down on the bench beside them, looking really upset and uh, splattered with mud after his Quidditch practice um well wouldn't have been easier to just if she just asked me whether I liked her better girls don't often ask questions like that said Hermione um also because like if she had asked like if she had asked Harry what would he have said he'd have been like well you know I mean me and Hermione have been through a lot of things oh you mean romantically well uh and then end of book Exactly. All was well. And Cho would have said, see you around, Harry, and stomped out. So I just, <laughs> either way. And if he man. was quicker on his feet, he could still have been lying. You know what I mean? Like, just because you ask someone a straightforward question doesn't mean they're going to give you a straightforward answer. And right. mean that answer. So, I don't know. Um, they're doomed. They were doomed. Yeah. And like we said before, Harry doesn't know this yet. But he does not like her. Uh-huh. He's getting it. He's getting there a little bit more. He didn't know it in the in the it's moment. It's coming to him. It'll come to him eventually. Yeah. He doesn't like her. Which is it's fine. It's the other thing. It's there's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with that. Just know that. Just know yeah. it. Um. Yeah, so Harry says they should, then I could have just told her I fancy her, and she wouldn't have to uh, get herself all worked up about Cedric dying, which the the two don't That has nothing to do with me. Like, there's no no connection. There's no way she's... Cedric died. She will be worked up about that for a while. Yeah, it's only been, maybe at this point, eight months? Right, like... It's not an either or. I'm so confused. He just, I yeah. Um, I'm not saying How what she did with Sensible and Hermione <laughs> over her dead boyfriend. Um, oh God! I'm not saying what she did with Sensible and Hermione. I'm just trying to make you see how she was feeling at the time. Which again, just some for someone who has. We've been talking about Harry's EQ. He ain't got no time for grieving girls. It's a problem. It's, it's not. It's, he's not doing a best showing here. He's really not Mm-mm. helping me out with my Harry has a high EQ. <laughs> really it's okay. Not. It's sometimes other things get in the way or something. Or something. Um, 
You should write a book, Ron told Hermione, translating mad things girls do so boys can understand them. Yes, said Harry. Um, And then he turns to Ron and Ginny and asks them about Quidditch practice. Harry, uh, Ron says it was a nightmare, and Hermione's like, it, it can't be, it can't have been that bad. And Jenny's like, yeah, it was appalling. Angelina was nearly in tears by the end of it. Um, so then after dinner, Ron and Jenny go off to um, take baths. Um, and Did then they take a bath before dinner. I mean, I guess the no, time's running out. I, you know, if 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 Harry Potter. Okay, I was sorry. Bring I, didn't up, but if he didn't, I didn't mean to do this. I didn't want to do it. I didn't he's mean to. not going to take a shower or a bath after coming out of the Chamber of Secrets, so then cool. what's a little bit of mud? Everybody's dead anyway, so what's a little bit of mud and grass mixed up in your potatoes? This was my fault. I see what I did. I'm just I saying. I'm, I'm just, you know. I brought it up. I think You're right. that You're if... Right. If you've had no, if you've had right. uh, bassless venom, a little more mud won't hurt. So they're all ghosts. It's okay. They can't really eat anything anyway. Mm-hmm. Um. So um, they go. Sorry. So Harry and Hermione Kishana go back. says in the chat room, "Poor Angelina. I've been there. It's rough." And when she said that, I just remembered that when I was a junior, my basketball team won zero games. Zero. We were zero Yikes. and twenty-three. Three games. We lost by over fifty points. Twice after two of those fifty plus point losses, the girls on the bench, while the game was still going, had the gall to be like, hey you wanna go get some burritos after this? You wanna go to the taco shop? No, I mean, yes, but no. No. (gasps) And then, and then my senior year, the coach had the gall to try and bench me because I did not show up for tryouts so I could go on a college visit because obviously trying out for that shit fucking team was more important than my future. But I'm over it now. Feelings about something that happened years years ago. Years ago. Yeah. I get it. There are some things. Honestly, I don't get it. But after watching my sister tell stories, I get it. Because my sister will literally, like, you just had a Dakira moment. Yeah. Because, yeah. I'm right back there. Because my sister will tell you right a story, and literally, like, her whole spirit will jump back to that moment. And so as she tells the story, she gets more worked up. And you're like, dude, this happened two weeks ago. Chill out. But she's, like, at the top of her voice, like, yelling at you. And you're like, okay, I get it. And it's a thing. So. And then, then, there was oh. a game. When I had to, I had to defend Candace Wiggins because no one else on that fucking team had the balls to defend Candace Wiggins, who ended up going to Stanford and ended up playing in the WNBA. And I am not the fastest person in the world, but you know, good defender can block some shots. That's what I was there for. You know what I mean? I knew what I was there to do. But no, no one wanted to guard her, so I put my foot on the three-point line. This bitch pulled up. 
from NBA territory, switched it, and then my coach tried to get on my case. And I was like, listen, bitch, what we not gonna do is be like, how dare you not be able to guard Candace Wiggins? You know who Candace Wiggins is, motherfucker. <laughs> and that was my last game. That was my okay. last game. Because I was like, you gonna sit me? You wanna put me on the bench? How about you talk to one of these fucking guards who are supposed to be guarding the guard? But no, you got the power forward who's not the fastest person in the world. I gave her the entire three-point line. She pulled up from NBA 3 because she got it like that because she can't just swing. You better take that three and shut up. Oh, my. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. All right. I did hold her to 40, Imani. I hold her. Well, actually, I would have held her. I held her to 14, but then I left at halftime. I went home. That was the end of it. That was the end of my career. And I got top of this shit. She had 14. That was me. I'm over it. Moving on. Okay. Back to Harry Potter. That took a turn. It took a turn that I wasn't expecting. Um, so, so after Ron and Jenny go, quit it just stressful. Get their hygiene together. Um, Harry and Hermione go back to the Gryffindor common room, and Fred and George come up to them. Ron and Jenny not here. Asked Fred. Good. We were pra- we were watching their practice. They're going to be slaughtered. They're completely rubbish without us. Come on, Jenny's not bad. Said George. Actually, I don't know how she got so good, seeing as we never let her play with us. She's been breaking into your broom shed in the garden since the age of six and taking each of your brooms out in turn when you weren't looking, said Hermione, from behind her tottering pile of ancient rune books. Oh, said George. Well, that explain it. Has Ron saved a goal yet? Asked Hermione. She persisted. Sorry. Um, Has Ron saved a goal yet? Asked Hermione, peering over the top of magical hieroglyphs and logograms. Well, he can do it if he doesn't think anyone's watching him, said Fred rolling his eyes. So all we have to do is ask the crowd to turn their backs and talk amongst and talk amongst themselves every time the quaffle goes up to his end on Saturday. Um, he got up again. Well, first of all, I appreciate him <laughs> rolling his eyes at that shit. Cause I, like, I get it, right? Like you have anxieties about playing and that's like, to a certain extent, that's kind of unavoidable to like performing with a bunch of eyes on you, but also you're gonna have like there's not really anything you can do about that well you could be a little bit more supportive (laughs) let him know well i think that let him know that you believe that he can do it (laughs) no but i think i don't know how much it would help right because at this point they're not they're not telling him they're not saying this to his face like they wouldn't say this to his face and i think that like they probably did consider it (laughs) And then we're like, no, that's not going to work. Um, and it's one of those things where you, like, support your sibling, but at the same time you're like, dude, please, can you just come on? Why? Can you just get it? Um, yeah. But I'm here for you, but also just, like, come on. You better. Um, come on, fam. So uh, Fred says, you know, Quidditch was about the only thing in this place worth staying for. Um, Hermione cast him a stern look. You've got exams coming. Told you already, we're not fussed about newts, said Fred. The snack boxes are ready to roll. We found out how to get rid of those boils. Just a couple drops of Mertlap essence sorts them. Lee put us onto it. Um, so shout out to Hermione for saving the snack boxes as well. 
She gave that Hermione to Harry. Did that? Hermione gave it to Harry after his thing, after his attentions with Umbridge, and then Umbridge gave it to Lee after uh, his attentions with Umbridge, and then Lee told Fred and George. So it all goes back to her. Well, um, uh, sorry, I lost my train of thought for a second. Okay, um, so George yawns widely, wild, mm, widely, sorry, and says. I don't know if I even want to watch this match. If Zachariah Smith beats us, I might have to kill myself. Kill him, more like, said Fred firmly. Um, That's the trouble with Quidditch, said Hermione. It creates all this bad feeling and tension between houses. Uh, Fred, George, and Harry stare at her with expressions of mingled disgust and incredulity. I didn't pronounce that right, but whatever. On their faces. Incredulity. Yeah. I knew how to do it, but it didn't happen, and I was like, whatever. Um, (laughs) On their faces... Well, it does, said Hermione impatiently. It's only a game, isn't it? Hermione said, Harry, you're good on feelings and stuff, but you just don't understand about Quidditch. Maybe not, she said, but at least my happiness doesn't depend on Ron's goalkeeping ability. Which is that part. A word. That's a bar. (laughs) But also, she don't get it. That's true. She never had to experience a sad nap. No, <laughs> she is not. <laughs> um, but Harry, Harry, on the other hand, is is ready for that. He's he's cast to take a sad nap because, um, so the best thing about the Quidditch match was that it was short. The Gryffindor spectators had to endure only twenty two minutes of agony. Uh, it was hard to say what the worst thing was. It was a close-run contest between Ron's 14th failed save, Sloper missing the bludger and hitting Angelina in the mouth with his bat, and Kirk shrieking and falling backward off his broom as Zachariah Smith zoomed at him carrying the quaffle. This just sounds awful. It's, it, it doesn't sound <laughs> it's just good. painful. Just like, yeesh, yikes. You know, it would have been fun to see like a terrible Quidditch game. Just one where, like, the Gryffindors get mowed without, like, you know, 100 Dementors on the field. That would have been cool, but then they cut Quidditch from Order of the Phoenix movie, so. Mm. The miracle was that Gryffindor only lost by 10 points um, because Jenny had managed to snatch the snitch. Oh, that's nice. Um, It's like like the World Cup. Right. (laughs) Um, from right under Hufflepuff Seeker's Summer Bee's nose Um, so that final score was 240 to 230 good catch Harry told Jenny I was lucky she shrugged it wasn't a very fast snitch and Summer Bee's got a cold he sneezed and closed his eyes at exactly the wrong moment anyway once you're back on the team Jenny I've got a lifelong ban you're banned as long as Umbridge is in the school said Jenny there's a difference which is true, especially seeing as we know how Defense Against the Dark Arts um, professors usually turn out around June. So right, and also he only because... got like sorry, I was gonna say also because uh, ten Death Eaters just escaped. So you know who knows what the how much power the Ministry has coming into the end of the year. Right, exactly, coming into yeah the next school year. Um. Once you're back, I think I'll try out for Chaser. Angelina and Alicia are both leaving next year, and I prefer I prefer goal scoring to seeking anyway. Um, 
Harry looked over at Ron, who was hunched in a corner, staring at his knees, a bottle of butterbeer clutched in his hand. Angelina still won't let him resign, Jenny said. She says she knows he's got it in him. Um, Harry liked Angelina for the face she was showing in Ron, but at the same time thought it would really be kinder to let him leave the team. Ron had left the pitch to another booming chorus of Weasley is our king, um, obviously led by the Slytherins, who are now favorites to win the Quidditch Cup. Um, and then Fred and George wander over. I haven't got the heart to take the Mickey out of him even, said Fred. Mind you, when he missed the 14th, he made, a wild, he made wild motions with his arms as though doing an upright doggy paddle. Well, I'll save her for parties, eh? Which is the most sibling thing that... That's, like, one of the reasons I love Fred and George so much is because, like, that's just really classic older sibling. It just really like, is. Like, I'm saving this. Like, I, it's, it, it needs to be used at some point, but I'm going to leave I'll it wait now. Until, not you can hand, until I think you can handle it a little bit more. Yeah, but it's You're coming, You're a little too though. embarrassed right now, but don't, don't sleep. Yeah, but stay woke. You expect it. My mm-hmm. brother is like that. My brother is the worst. <laughs> Though he did just pay me for um, the Black Panther tickets I bought. Turn up. Which, I mean, I was going to get mine either way. You know what I mean? Uh, true. True facts. <laughs> I do know what you mean. As an, actually. as an older sibling, you do know. <laughs> <laughs> I do know what you mean. I'm going to um, get mine. Oh boy. Um, so Ron took uh, went to bed shortly after. Um, out of respect for his feelings, Harry waited a while before going up to the dormitory so that Ron could pretend to be asleep if he wanted to. Sure enough, when Harry finally entered the room, Ron was snoring a little too loudly to be entirely plausible. Um, so Harry got into bed. It had been immensely frustrating from the sideline, watching from the sidelines. He was quite impressed with Jenny's performance, but felt that if he had been playing, he would have caught the snitch sooner. Um, there would have, there was another moment where it had been, where it had been fluttering, um, near Kirk's ankle, but she hesitated. So that's why she missed it earlier on. Um, Umbridge had been sitting a few rows below Harry and Hermione and kept turning around to smile at Harry every time anything happened just to gloat because for some reason she doesn't remember that she's an adult in a school and a teacher who needs to not have grudges against singular, like, students. She's spending all of her time with Snape, and so they're just, like, feeding off of each other. Like, oh, yeah, this is totally appropriate behavior. Healthy and, mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Um, after a few minutes, Harry remembered that he was supposed to be emptying his mind of all emotion as he slept. Um, and he tried, but then the thought of Snape on top of Umbridge merely increased his sense of grumbling resentment, and he found himself focusing instead on how much he loathed the pair of them. Which is just like, come on, fam. I get it, but come on. <laughs> I mean, at least he's, like, he's not thinking about corridors. Focusing yeah, in on the hate. Yeah, but he's still, like, something else. <laughs> and it doesn't, and it does not help, as we see. It does. You say that focusing now. Focusing in on hate except, is not going to help. <laughs> no, because you're, you're saying that's that, where, and then... That's where Voldemort lives. And also, you're saying he's not dreaming about corridors, but it comes literally in a paragraph. Um, so he finally falls asleep. he's not focusing on the corridors. With, yeah, that's before true. Before he goes to sleep. But it doesn't necessarily mean... That it helps. No. Um, so Harry falls asleep on that hate, and he dreams that Neville and Professor Sprout are waltzing around the Room of Requirement... While Professor McGonagall played the bagpipes, um, 
he watched happily for a while, then decided to go find the other members of the DA. And then he left the room and found himself not facing the tapestry of Barnabas the Barmy, but a torch burning in its bracket on a stone wall. He turned his head slowly to the left. There at the far end of the windowless passage was a plain black door. So, he, you know, he's excited. He runs down the hall and the door is ajar. He stretches out a hand to push it wide and... Ron gave a loud, rasping, genuine snore, and Harry awoke, abrupt- awoke abruptly with his right hand stretched in front of him in the darkness. Um, he let it fall, feeling mingled disappointment and guilt. He knew he shouldn't have seen the door, but at the same time, he felt so consumed with curiosity that, um, that he couldn't help but feeling annoyed with Ron. Harry, stay nosing. Just Even when they nosing. say... Knows that it's going to kill you. Mm-hmm. He says, mm-hmm, sure, got it. He's going to nose Keep on nosing. Yep. Yep. Can't help himself. Um, so, on Monday morning, they get into the Great Hall at the same time as the Post Owls. Hermione wasn't the only person eagerly awaiting her daily profit. Nearly everyone was eager for more news about the escaped Death Eaters. Um, who had still not been caught, despite numerous uh, reported sightings. Um, And then, uh, so yeah, so she got her um, paper, and then as Harry had only received one note during the entire year, he was sure when the first owl landed with a thud in front of him that it it had um, made a mistake. Who are you after, he asked, um, languidly removing his orange juice from underneath its beak and leaning forward to see the recipient, um, na- the recipient's name and address. Harry Potter, Great Hall, Hogwarts School. Frowning, he made to take the letter from the owl, but before he could do so, three, four, five more owls had fluttered down beside it. Um, what's going on, said Ron in amazement. Harry, oh, as seven more owls land in front of the first one. So there's just a lot going on now. Um, Harry said to Hermione, I think I know what this means. Open this one first. So Harry ripped open the brown packaging and outrolled a tightly furled copy of March's edition of the Quibbler. Um, he unrolled it to see his own face grinning sheepishly at him from the front cover. In large red letters across his picture were the words, Harry Potter speaks out at last, the truth about he who must not be named, and the night I saw him return. Shout out to that headline for not being super extra, um, like... Rita has been known to make them. Um, yeah, there's no disturbed teen. There's no Harry Potter boy age 12 with the eyes swimming with the ghosts of his parents' past. None of that. Just like real straightforward. Maybe Rita didn't write that one. Maybe it was Xenophilius. Either way, whoever deserves the credit for that headline should get it. Um, yeah. Uh, it's good, isn't it, said Luna, who drifted over to the Gryffindor table and was now squeezing herself onto the bench between Fred and Ron. It came out yesterday. I asked Dad to send you a free copy. You said what? Look at this inner house cooperation. Right, exactly. This is all you, this is all, this is what you really need. Who needs to sit with their houses for breakfast? For what? Right. It came out. It came out yesterday. I asked Dad to send you a free copy. I expect all these. She uh, waved a hand at the assembled owls. Are letters from the readers? That's what I thought. Said Hermione. Harry, do you mind if we? So Ron and Hermione both start ripping open envelopes. 
This one's from a bloke who thinks you're off your rocker, said Ron. Ah, well. This woman recommends you try a good course of shock spells at St. Mungo's, said Hermione, looking disappointed. This one looks okay, though, said Harry. Hey, she says she believes me. This one's in two minds, said Fred, who had joined in the letter opening with enthusiasm. Says you don't come across as a mad person, but he really doesn't want to believe you know who's back, so he doesn't know what to think now. Blimey, what a waste of parchment. Here's another one you've convinced, Harry, said Hermione. Having read your side of the story, I am forced to, con- to the conclusion that the Daily Prophet has treated you unfairly. Little though I want to think that he, knew- he who must not be named has returned, I am forced to accept that you are telling the truth. Oh, this is wonderful. Another one who thinks you're barking, said Ron, but this one says you've got her converted, and now she thinks you're a real hero. She put in her photograph, too. Wow. Shoot your shot, 1996, man. She was like, you know, he's telling the truth. What do you think of me? Hopefully she's not super old, because then that would be gross, but you know. Maybe she's gross, because she's not in Hogwarts age. Well, what I'm saying is we don't know that. Someone from Hogwarts wrote him a letter to go to Hogwarts. Maybe. Do you know how much their system does not make sense? Like, it's absolutely possible. (laughs) Maybe she's homeschooled. I don't know. It's all possible. Um, Okay. Uh, What's going on here? Said a falsely sweet girlish voice. Because, you know, Umbridge loves to stick her nose where it doesn't belong. Um, Harry, oh, so yeah, so Umbridge is is there. Why have you got all these letters, Mr. Potter? Is that a crime now, said Fred, getting mail? Be careful, Mr. Weasley, or I shall have to- it's your business? It's It's literally not your business. business. It's not. Why do you have so many letters? I don't know, it's my birthday. Now what? Yeah. (laughs) Because people like me and want me to have a good day. It's my fan mail. I'm the chosen one, so. Sometimes it happens. Harry says, be careful, Mr. Um, yeah, so she, he says, well, Mr. Potter. Um, Harry hesitated, but did not see how he could keep what he had done quiet. He was, it was surely only a matter of time before the copy of the Quibbler came to Umbridge's attention. People have written to me because I gave an interview, said Harry, about what happened to me last June. Um, for some reason, he glanced up at the staff table as he said this. He had the strangest feeling that Dumbledore had been watching him a second before. But when he looked, Dumbledore seemed to be absorbed in a conversation with Professor Flitwick. An interview repeated Umbridge. What do you mean? I mean, a reporter of asked course. me questions and I and I answered them. Um, <laughs> he threw the copy of the Quibbler to her. She caught it and stared down. Her pale, doughy face turned an ugly, patchy purple. When did you do this? She asked. Last Hogsmeade weekend, said Harry. Um, she looked up at him, incandescent with rage, the magazine shaking in her stubby fingers. There will be no more Hogsmeade tri- trips for you, Mr. Potter, she whispered. How you dare. How you could. I've tried again and again to teach you not to tell lies. The message apparently has still not sunk in. 50 points from Gryffindor and another week's worth of detentions. Like... Yeah, she just she. None of that makes any. None of that makes any sense. He's allowed mm-hmm. to go to Hogsmeade. He has no rule saying that you can't speak to people at Hogsmeade. There's no rule saying no reporters are allowed at Hogsmeade. So basically, he mm-hmm. had a conversation with a person who then turned it into an interview. Mm-hmm. 
And even if he went out for an interview, there's no rule that says you can't be interviewed. There's no rule that explicitly yeah. says that he can't talk about what happened to him. Right. So. She's doing the most and getting nothing out of it. I mean, she thinks she's getting something out of it. How are you going to take away 50 points? He did did break out a single rule. Except for maybe the rule of lying, in her opinion, which she did not do. But he didn't, yeah. But fine. And that's not even in her opinion. That's just as she's trying to pass it off. She knows everything he's saying is true. Everything. So. Also, shout out to her and her spies for being so um, on top of it that this is the first she's heard about it. Right. But it was you know, they got the in the paper for a week. Mm-hmm. Actually only a day, but still. Well a day. So. She wasn't yeah. she wasn't following him to uh three broom six this time. You didn't have any Google alerts on Harry Potter's name? I got a Google alert for Harry Potter's name. <laughs> Just be letting me know. I mean follow followed them into the three broomstick. I mean sorry, into the hogshead. Figured that one out. Right. But, you know, maybe this time because he left with Cho, she was like, Oh no, they're cool. Threw him off the threw off the scent or something. Mm. But Lame. Lame. um, Amani says that this is has nothing to do with defense against the dark arts and that it's a violation of educational decree number twenty six, which is true. <laughs> these are these are not these are not false things. Um, so she stalks away, clutching the quibbler to her chest. The eyes of many students following her by mid morning. So, real quick, it was the first thing she did as soon as she left the Great Hall, um, was that she wrote or flew, powdered, or, you know, somehow got a message to fudge. Did not pass go. Yeah, she did was like, sir, this is a crisis. Code red. Um... So the sign said, by order of the High Inquisitor of Hogwarts, any student found in possession of the magazine The Quibbler will be expelled. This above is in accordance with the educational decree number 27. So can we talk about how Luna no longer goes to Hogwarts? And that was when Luna packed her bags. (laughs) Luna was like, uh... I got a copy from last last year, you need it? Like, the one I read on my way here... I got literally all the copies. Okay, then. Guess I am going to go now. I'll see myself out. Um, can, I get a, uh, can I get a letter of recommendation for Bobatons, I guess? Because one last... I don't know. Is there an exchange program? Because... I don't know. I don't know what to do. Expelled. Seriously. They didn't even detention. No detention, offense, not not suspended, out. not not no points taken not away, this nothing. Particular thing of the Quidditch, or the right? Quibbler. Also, it's like the response should be giving unsanctioned interviews to the press or something like that. Like once mm-hmm. it's out, it's out. This is out. Right. Okay, I won't get a quibbler. Dear mom and dad, can you please write me word for word or cut out <laughs> the ething of the quibbler and put it in a letter, mm-hmm. which is not the quibbler, but tells me exactly what the quibbler says. Okay, thanks, bye. Mm-hmm. It's not smart. Not smart. No. Although Umbridge will probably intercept that letter. Although maybe she's only reading Harry's letter. I think she's only and reading the Harry's teachers. letter. That's a lot of words. It's true. And the teachers. Yeah. Just or the some teachers. People. 
Probably Ron and Hermione's as well. Yeah. Okay. Not Dumbledore's because Dumbledore has Fox and so right. you can't catch right. Fox. The staff, Harry, and the trio. Fox Harry moves in silence. Like lasagna. But yeah. So. <laughs> like lasagna. <laughs> it's it, you don't have, don't think about it. It's not true. Okay. It's just it's a rap lyric, and it's not actually true. But we all know it. Just move on. Okay. Not okay. we all. No, we all. It. Those of us who know that Lil Wayne is also Wheezy F baby know it. I know that. Um, mm. that's a thing I learned. Sure you do. That is um, the thing I so learned. for some reason, every time Hermione caught sight of one of these things, of one of the signs, she beamed with pleasure. What exactly are you so happy about, Harry asked. Oh, Harry, don't you see? If she could have done it, one thing to make absolutely sure that every single person in this school will read your interview, it was banning it. Um, which is that if she hadn't said anything, who was checking for the quibbler? No one. No one is asking for the quibbler. No one cares. They see Luna over there reading when, and they're like, that's not something I want to be a part of. And that's it. When and they Hermione move on with said, their lives. you're going to put an interview in the quibbler, Rita said, the quibbler? Exactly. Literally, no one reads it. But now you're when right. When Hermione saw Luna reading the quibbler, Hermione said, the quibbler? Right. So, you know. So, I think you really, really, like you were saying, like you could have been like, no interviews to be had. And now you're saying, if you read the quibbler, you'll be expelled. So they're like, what the heck is in the quibbler that I'm going to get expelled for? Let's check it out. And so... Um, by the end of that day, though Harry had not seen so much as a corner of the quibbler anywhere in the school, the whole place seemed to be quoting the interview at each other. Harry heard them whispering about oh it. Oh my as god, they... it's fire and fury! Sorry. The book from Not Our Happy Place that Not Our the He Who Must Not Be Named tweeted all about and then the publishers were like, well you know what we're gonna do? Release it early. And then everybody and their mama bought it. Sorry. I know we don't want to go there, but. No, I'm right just. Because you just. I'm, I'm like in the middle of reading and you're just like. Oh I'm my sorry. God. <laughs> okay. That's how epiphanies happen. I know. It's, you're right. Um, I'm done. So Harry heard them whispering about it as they queued up outside classes, uh, discussing it over lunch in the back and in the back of lessons. While Hermione even reported that every occupant of the cube in, of the cubicles in the girls' toilets had been talking about it when she nipped in there before ancient rooms, and then they spotted me, and obviously they know I know you, so they were bombarding me with questions. And Harry, I think they believe you. I really do. I think you finally got them convinced. Meanwhile, Umbridge was stalking the school, stopping students at random, and demanding they turn out their books and pockets. Harry knew she was looking for copies of the Quibbler, but the students were several steps ahead of her. Pages carrying, carrying Harry's interview had been bewitched to resemble extracts from textbooks if anyone but themselves read it, or else wiped magically blank until they wanted to peruse it again. Soon it seemed that every single person in the school had read it. Um, magic is the best. I just think that's a thing that we should say. Um, and also just, like, the fact that... Like, I don't know, it kind of reminds me of... And there's another moment later on, too... Um, where they're like the rebellion against umbridge becomes like the trend if that makes sense like it becomes mm -hmm. trendy and so you see like different kinds of magical um spells or charms kind of like popping up 
and then like you know it reminds mm-hmm. me of like you you look back x amount of years at like your life in high school and you're like oh yeah that thing was really cool that back then that's like a thing we did so like it's kind of interesting to see the moment that they'll probably be looking back on like 10 years from now and be like oh yeah remember when we had those pages and we would like wipe them clean so that the teachers couldn't read or whatever the fuck like generationally everyone is really great at that one spell right exactly (laughs) just like yeah just wave my wand and boom so uh the teachers were of course forbidden to mention um forbidden from mentioning the men words the teachers Mention. were forbidden from mentioning the interview by educational decree number 26, but they found ways to um, express their feelings all the same. Professor Sprout awarded Gryffindor 20 points when Harry passed her a watering can. A beaming Professor Flitwick pressed a box of squeaking sugar mice on him at the end of charms and said, shh, and hurried away. And Professor Trelawney broke into hysterical sobs during divination and announced to a startled class and a very disapproving umbrage that Harry was not going to suffer an early death, af- early death after all, but would live to a ripe old age, become Minister of Magic, and have 12 children. Um, this is all really sweet, but the fact that like Trelawney's idea of being sweet is announcing that you're not going to die. Like, also telling you a bad prophecy? That too. <laughs> like, like, maybe... Either way, <laughs> just like okay, Charlie, you tried while she's on probation for like being a fraud. It's gonna right. give you a fraudulent prophecy. True. Okay. Okay. You know, it, it, she thought it was gonna work. It worked for her. Yeah. Um, what made Harry the happiest was Cho catching up with him as he was hurrying to Transfiguration the next day. Before he knew what had happened, her hand was in his, and she was breathing into his ear. I'm really, really sorry. That interview was so brave. It made me cry. Um, first of all, it's not your fault, Joe. What are you apologizing for? Let's start there. Let's start with Harry was the one being out of pocket. He literally laughed in her face. And I know that, like, it wasn't on purpose, and it was just because he finally understood what was happening. But but he laughed in her still. face. He laughed in her face. He laughed in your <laughs> and, face. And he should he should apologize for that at the very but least. But I think that she's like apologizing because she realized that going to meet Hermione right, was wasn't not important. Yeah. It was important and it wasn't like, oh, it's cause I like her and she's my girl. It was like, nah, she saved my life. And so whatever she says at this <laughs> point is probably gonna do some good for me. And it did. Right. And Harry could have apologized and been like I'm sorry, I didn't properly explain mm-hmm. how many times Hermione has saved my life and how I just, now it is my code of conduct to do what she asks of me because it usually ends up saving my life. Right. Exactly. A mutual just understanding. Communication. Communication right. is, is key. Key. Um, Harry was sorry to hear that she had shed even more tears over it, but very glad they were on speaking terms again and even more pleased when she gave him a swift kiss on the cheek and hurried off again. Um, and then, outside of trigger, Transfiguration, something just as good happened. Seamus stepped out of the queue to face him. I just wanted to say, he mumbled, I believe you, and I've sent a, cop- a copy of that magazine to, um, to my mom. If anything was needed to complete Harry's happiness, it was Malfoy, Crabbe, and Goyle's reactions. He saw them with their heads together that afternoon in the library to get together with a weedy-looking boy um, called Theodore Knott. They were looking at Harry, they looked around at Harry, um, 
And Goyle cracked his knuckles threateningly, and Malfoy whispered something undoubtedly undoubtedly malevolent to Crab, but Harry knew perfectly well well Harry knew perfectly well why they were acting this way, and it's because he named all of their fathers as Death Eaters. Um, and the best bit is, whispered Hermione, they can't contradict you because they can't admit they've read the article. Um, and to cap it all, Luna told him over dinner that no copy of the Quibbler had ever sold faster. Dad's reprinting, she told him. He, she, uh, he can't believe it. He says people are even more interested in this than the Crumplehorn Snorkaks. Go figure. Because people are blind, Luna. They're so just <clears throat> swayed by the fad. What's hot, but not what's important. Sure. But it's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Crumpled horn smirk cat. Crumpled horn smirk cat. Sure. Um, so Harry was the hero of uh, in the Gryffindor common room that night. Uh, Fred daringly, Fred and George had put an alarm an enlargement charm on the front of the quibbler and had hung it on the wall so that Harry's giant head gazed down on the proceedings occasionally saying things like the ministry are morons and eat dung umbrage in a booming voice. Um, so they clearly, you know, they, they told us they didn't care about no whether or not they stayed at Hogwarts. And now it is like their actions being put to their words. They literally do not care. They're like, what, what is school? Why, why am I staying at Hogwarts? Senior itis, like on a level. Yeah. It's more than literally everyone else combined. Like, they were <laughs> like, like, we look, couldn't give a fuck if we tried. Do what you gonna do. We already looking for office space. We got a business license. My mixtape my mixtape is dropping. The snack boxes are all set. We got the headless we're hats. We're chilling. Also, so, I wonder if the entire Gryffindor house can be expelled. Probably not, huh? Like, if Umbridge just walked in and was Umbridge. like, all so of try. you, pack your bags. Out. And then McGonagall comes in like, mm, sir, you have some it. chill. My mom, this is a, a basketball reminiscent heavy podcast. My mom once got the entire gym kicked out of one of my basketball games. You did tell me that, yeah. Yeah, the whole stands, all of them. We played to an, we played the second half to an empty gym. My mom did that, guys. I, love I believe her. it. That's impressive. Yeah. Impressive. I mean, when when my sister was still playing softball, and your mom would take her, like everyone loved her. Ooh. it was great. The yeah, times when, like, the times after when, like, someone else, like my dad or my mom or like you know one of. My my sister's god uh, godfather would take her. They'd be like, "Where's Bridget?" And like, she doesn't live up here, so <laughs> can't come to all the games. But <laughs> we'll tell her you're thinking about her. <laughs> um, this is very funny. Mom has no problem yelling about yelling at children, telling them how terrible they are at the sport that they chose. <laughs> she doesn't have that emotion. Shame and yelling at the ref that. too. Yelling yeah. at ref. Anyway, what I'm saying is the referee was to Umbridge what my mother was to the Weasley twins and would it everybody out? Mm Mm-hmm. True. Um, so Hermione did not find this amusing. She said it interfered with her concentration and ended up going to bed early out of irritation. That's 
like same it's a monday or tuesday night yeah it's a lot like no um harry um had to admit that the poster was not quite as funny after an hour or two especially when the talking spell had started to wear off so that it merely shouted disconnected words like dung and umbrage at more and more frequent intervals in progressively higher voice um in fact it started to make his headache and his scar began prickling uncomfortable again uncomfortably again he has to stop blaming that on random everyday things yeah it's a warning scar kid it's like fam you know what's about to go down let's not act like you don't know but he don't know because he ain't no ravenclaw that's this is why he needs cho in his life it's true if him and cho could get could get it together he could be like hey boo this thing is happening Mm -hmm. and i really think that the weasleys to turn off that big poster, and then Cho could be like, hey, boo, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> That's how that conversation would go. Yeah. You heard it. Really? Yeah. Um, so Harry goes up to his room. The dormitory was empty when he reached it. He rested his forehead for a, mim- for a moment against the cool glass of the window beside his bed. It felt, felt scoot. Mm. It felt soothing against his scar. Um, he also felt slightly sick. Uh, he rolled over to one side, closed his eyes, and fell asleep almost at once. Just want to point out again, he needs both a new teacher and to practice his occlumency. Yep. Because if he was practicing his occlumency, this wouldn't happen. But also, if Snape wasn't his occlumency teacher, this also probably wouldn't happen. So both sides. Both sides. Um, he was standing in a dark curtained room lit by a single branch of candles, um, sitting, or his hands were clenched on a, on the back of a chair in front of him. They were long fingered and white as though they had not seen sunlight for years and looked like large pale spiders against the dark velvet of the chair. Beyond the chair knelt a man in black robes. I have been badly advised, it seems, said Harry. Master, I crave your pardon, croaked the man kneeling on the floor. I do not blame you, Rookwood. Um, you are sure of your facts? Yes, my lord, yes. I used to work in the department after all. Avery told me Bode would be able to remove it. Bode could never have taken it, master. Bode would have known he could not. Undoubtedly, that's why he fought so hard against Malfoy's imperious curse. Stand up, uh, Rookwood. The kneeling man almost fell over in his haste to obey. His face was pockmarked. The scars were thrown into relief by the candlelight. He remained a little stooped when standing, as though halfway through a bow. Um, and he darted terrified looks up at Harry's face. You have done well to tell me this. Very well. I have wasted w- months on fruitless schemes, it seems. But no matter. We begin again. From now. You have Lord Voldemort's gratitude, Rookwood. My lord. Yes, my lord. Gasped Rookwood. Um, I, sh- I shall need your help. I shall need all the information you can give me. Of course, my lord. Of course. Anything. Very well. You may go. Send Avery to me. Um, so Rookwood. Avery about leaves. to die, y'all. Um, left alone in the dark room Harry turned toward a wall a cracked age spotting mirror hung on the wall in the shadows Harry moved toward it his reflection grew larger and clearer in the darkness a face whiter than a skull red eyes with slits for pupils no what yelled a voice nearby Harry was flailing around madly um, became entangled into the hangings and fell out of his bed um Will you stop? How, what is his hangings? How do his hangings end up in his bed in the way that they tangle him? 
Because aren't they the curtains? You know. Oh. What are you I doing? I couldn't tell Sir. you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Keep going. I just, I just don't understand. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't either, to be honest. Mm, oh, uh, will you stop acting like a maniac and I can get you out of here? Ron r- wrenched the hangings apart and Harry stared at him in the moonlight. Um, has someone been attacked again? Asked Ron. Is it dad? Is it that snake? No, everyone's fine, gasped Harry. Well, Avery isn't. He's in trouble. He gave him the wrong information. He's really angry. But Rookwood's going to help him now. He's on the right track again. What are you talking about, said Ron. Do you mean, did you just see you-know-who? I was you-know-who, said Harry. He was with Rookwood. He's on the death. He's one of the Death Eaters who escaped from Azkaban, remember? Rookwood just told him Just told him that Bode couldn't have done it. Done what? Um, so Harry's trying to, like, explain to Ron what he saw. Um, and they come to the conclusion that whatever it is that Voldemort's been trying to remove is the weapon that they were told about at the beginning of the book. Um, the dormitory door opens and Dean and Seamus come in. Uh, Harry sits back on his bed. He did not want to look as though anything odd had just happened, seeing as Seamus had only just stopped thinking that Harry was a nutter. Did you say, uh, murmured Ron, that you were you-know-who? Yeah, said Harry. Um, and Ron says, you've got to tell. I haven't got to tell anyone, said Harry. I shouldn't have seen it at all, but if if I could do occlumency, I'm supposed to have learned to shut this stuff out. That's what they want. By they, he meant Dumbledore. Dumbledore is the they that DJ Khaled was talking about. <laughs> I hate you. I mean. I dislike you. I dislike you a lot. <laughs> that's fine. That's it. Um, cool. I'm okay with that. I can live with that. You um, it's, fine. it's okay. Um, so Harry and Ron waited, waited until break the next morning to tell Hermione what had happened. Um, also, so that's why they killed. Question. So oh. Shane and um, sorry. So Shane. Seamus, I keep saying Shane and Dean, and I was very mm-hmm. confused at why that was happening. <laughs> they come in, and he doesn't want to say anything because he doesn't want them to think he's a Neville. Where is Neville during all of this? He's probably chilling out on the, um, he's probably still in the common room. He was room. in, nah, he was in bed, closed the hanging curtains, and was like, I'm just going to pretend like I'm not here. <laughs> That's possible, too. Well, um, no, I think, I Neville think Neville would have. not the last person. Neville was not closing the party out. Well, no, but Neville would have helped if, um, like, if it seemed like he needed, like he needed to. Because he helped when Harry freaked out that other time. When he saw Mr. Really? Weasley. Um, I mean, who knows? I, don't know. I feel like he was like, he was like, Ron got this. <laughs> Jesus. It's like, let me just let me try to go Let to me sleep. just chill. Yeah. Got nothing to do yeah. with me. That's, that's possible. <laughs> um... So that's why they killed him, Hermione said quietly. When Bo tried to steal the weapon, something funny happened to him. I think there must be defensive spells on it, or around it, so p- to stop people from touching it. That's why he was in St. Mungo's. His brain had gone all funny, and he couldn't talk. But remember what the healer told us? He was recovering. And they couldn't risk him getting better, could they? I mean, the shock of whatever happened when he touched the weapon probably made the Imperius curse lift. Once he got his voice back, he'd explain exactly what he'd be- been doing, wouldn't he? They would have known he'd been sent to steal the weapon. Of course, it would have been easy for Lucius Malfoy to put the curse on him. 
Never out of the ministry, is he? He was even hanging out that day I had my hearing, said Harry. In the... Hang on. He was in the Department of Mysteries corridor that day. Your dad said he was probably trying to sneak down to find out what happened in my hearing, but what if... Sturgis gasped Hermione. Sturgis Podmore, arrested for trying to get through a door. Lucius Malfoy got to him, too. I bet um, he did it the day you saw him there, Harry. So it was both. I remember we were, like, going back and forth about whether it was Bode who Lucius Imperius or mm-hmm. if it was Sturgis, but it was both. Also, this doesn't totally apply, but this entire conversation, I'm, I'm just like, this thing got nothing to do with y'all. Mm-mm. You have owls coming up. This is some sorcerer's stone bullshit. This is what it is. Like, honestly, this like... This whole conversation. The whole thing is some sorcerer's stone bullshit. There and it's like is one a of those things. society this dealing is, with it. This is one of those, like, books, right, where, like, it's a similar thing to when um, you read or watch Game of Thrones, where... Or when you reread or rewatch Game of Thrones. Not when you're reading the first time, you don't know what's going on. But, like... As things are happening, you know how it's going to end, and so you know that they can make different decisions. You're like, dude, there's the other decision right there. Like, it's you can reach it's out right and touch there. it. It's literally right there. Please make a better choice. And they don't because it's a story and it's in a closed loop or whatever. But, like, this is one of, like, this isn't quite the moment, but we're getting there soon where it's just like, yo, you could literally you didn't do have to totally do this. Different. You didn't have to do this. You have other options, and I know it didn't seem like. I guess you did, who but you suffered by options. your choices? Me. Exactly. I suffered. I suffered the most by your dumbass choices. Me. Oh. I wasn't going there, but sure. Who else do you think um, suffered worse? I don't know. Me, Harry. Maybe. Yeah, I guess. But he did it to himself. He did do it to himself. But I mean, so did Ned Stark. It's just... (laughs) That's kind of the point that I'm making, is that they do it to themselves. Oh, God. (laughs) Um, So did Ned Stark. It's just like, I don't... Just just mind your business, fam. Sometimes it's really great to just keep your head down. And when Voldemort comes for you, cool. You're ready. You've been the DA. You've been prepared. Great. But don't. I had this whole thing where um, I was talking to my friend Dara, and we were talking about what our if we had a if we had our own television series, what would it be? And I was like, mine would be a Star Trek, Doctor Who type of show, except the catchphrase would be "I'm gonna be over here." And so whenever any scary shit or any shit went down, like I'd be there and I'd be traveling and whatever, and then they're like, oh. We have to solve this mystery. You go here. You go there. And I'm going to be like, I'm going to be over here. Out the way. Minding my business. Let me know when we're leaving here. That's where I'm going to be. Over here. I feel like that's... Instead of a trio, it should be a quad. There should be four people. And it should be Ron... Harry and Hermione being like, oh yeah, then that happened, and then that's I mean, what this happened, and then that happened. And then Dean, the fourth, would be like, mm-hmm, interesting. I'm gonna be over here. I'm not even studying. gonna lie. So when I was when I was younger, and I would like... You know how... So it's just like before the whole, like, Hermione is black type thing. So I would literally, like, in my head, I was like, 
so there's a fourth one, right? And she's black and she's a Ravenclaw. And she's like really close friends with the trio. But every time some shit goes down, she's not in that mess because she's not about that life. And that was like my whole thing. I was like, she's like, cool, y'all got that. I'm out. It's the smartest thing. Like, you know, they can have their friendship or whatever. I still, I fucks with y'all. I really hope the I wish the best for y'all. Mm-hmm. But what I'm not gonna do is die on some shit that ain't got nothing to do with me. True. Nothing to do. Nothing. Mm-mm. This entire conversation. I'm sorry. We should move on. But I just, <laughs> as we were reading this conversation, I'm like, shouldn't y'all be in the library? Mm-hmm. Like. Harry already said he ain't gonna tell nobody about his dream. He already said he should be studying. He ain't gonna do that. Mm-mm. So what are we doing here? Why are we having this conversation? Mm-hmm. Um, Hermione says, but you shouldn't have seen this at all, Harry. What? You're supposed to be learning how to close your mind to this sort of thing. I know I am, but, well, I think we should just try and forget what you saw. And you want to put a bit more effort into your occlumency from now on. Um, the first part is like, it's not that easy to just forget what you saw. That's not going to happen. Also, she's right, though. Maybe if he learned Aquamancy, he wouldn't have seen it. Or he'd be able to forget that he saw it, potentially. Right. At least block it off. Um, the week didn't improve. Uh, I, I... Yeah. Yeah. So Harry received two more Ds in potions. Um, was still on hooks that Hagrid Ooh. might get the sack. And could not help himself from dwelling on the dream that he had just seen um, with Voldemort in it. Though he did not bring it up with Ron and Hermione again because he did not want to be told off by Hermione. not help himself. I feel like Mm -hmm. he could have helped himself. I just feel like helping himself was an option. Yeah. He chose not to help himself. Mm -hmm. I just feel like words matter. He he had a choice. words here. Um, he wished very much that he could have talked to Sirius about it, but that was out of the question, though it wouldn't have been Why? if he had opened Sirius's present. So, there's that. Whew. Um, unfortunately, so he tried to push it to the back of his mind, but the back of his mind is no longer a secure place. Um, a couple weeks <laughs> after his dream, Harry was found yet again kneeling on the floor of Snape's office trying to clear his head. He had been forced yet again to relieve a stream of very early memories that he had not realized he still had, most of them concerning humiliations Dudley and his game had a, gang had inflicted upon him in primary school. That last memory, what was it? I don't know, said Harry. He was finding it increasingly difficult to disentangle separate memories from the rushing images and sounds that Snape kept calling forth. You mean the one where my cousin tried to make me stand in the toilet? No, said Snape. I mean the one concerning a man kneeling in the middle of a darkened room. It's nothing. Um, how did that man in that room come to be inside your head, Potter? It, it was mm. just a dream I had. A dream. You do mm. know why we are here, don't you, Potter? You do know why I'm giving up my evenings to do this tedious job? I'm sorry, but, like, Ugh. Snape is about to go into, like, being terrible. But that is a... Come on. You're teaching a child who is not, like, or a person who, like, doesn't really want to be taught by you and is also not improving at all because they won't, like, do their homework. And you're giving up your evenings to do this job? I would, yeah, I would quit. I'd be upset. 
It's been some months. Yeah, it's it's not. And I'm not saying that I'm necessarily caving for Snape because he's about to cross the line. But no, no, no. He no, always no. gets to the point where you're like, yes. It's the Snape thing where he's yeah. right here. Stop. Mm-hmm. End it. Cut scene off. Exactly. Yes. If you cut it right there, then it's like cool. If you cut it right there. That's why I have the ugh. Exactly. No, same. Because he's not wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like one me. of those really also like, sorry, it's just one of no, those like good. really frustrating things with Harry where it's like, if you do dislike him so much, like you should want to prove him wrong. You should want to prove that he's wrong about you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But apparently. Which would help everyone, especially me. Okay. No confirmation. Um, For me and my Remind me why we are here, Potter, so I can learn Occlumency. Correct, Potter. As dim as though you might be, which is, boom, too far. Um, I would have thought that after two months worth of lessons, you might have made some progress. How many other dreams about the Dark Lord have you had? Just the one, lied Harry. Perhaps you actually enjoy having these visions and dreams, Potter. Maybe they make you feel special, important. No, they don't, said Harry. That is just as That's well, you. Potter, because because you are neither special nor important, and it's not up to you to find out what the Dark Lord is saying to his Death Eaters. No, that's your job, I, isn't it, the, said Harry. Just come back. The, the, the mere fact that you're giving up your nights and weekends to teach him occlumency means that he is both special and important. Mm-hmm. Like, you can be annoyed at him. Sure. I mean, first of all, it's just not a thing that you tell a child, but then also now you're also lying. Like, you're both, like... It's not a thing that you should tell a child. Verbally abusing a child and also not telling the truth. But also, it's just factually incorrect. Yeah. He knows who he is. Mm Mm-hmm. He knows why he's here, even though he's not, you know, using the time as... He's not maximizing the, (laughs) you know, the the, um, time that he has to get better at why he's here but right but by this point in the book with Voldemort doing the most twisty and turny he had scheme to get him plot. into the oh my graveyard God. to get his blood man like he is important mm-hmm. he's important so try another That's tactic just, yeah um yes Potter that is my job now, if you're ready, we'll start again. Um, so they go, Harry starts to see all his memories, but this time he can see Snape standing in front of him. He raises his wand and says, Protego. Um, Snape staggered. His wand flew upward away from Harry, and suddenly Harry's mind was teeming with memories that were not his. A hook-nosed man was shouting at a cowering woman while smart, a small, dark-haired boy cried in a corner. A greasy-haired teenager sat alone in a dark bedroom, pointing his wand at the ceiling, shooting down flies. A girl was laughing at a scrawny boy trying to mount a bucking broomstick. Can we just also, sorry, these are supposed to be, like, some bad memories about Snape, but also he hasn't washed his hair in 20 years. So I just... Maybe he has, like, um, what's that thing? It's, like, acne, but... Like, so it's like, you know, like psoriasis, but the opposite where it's really mm-hmm. oily. Yeah. 
Maybe it's That's a possible. Condition. Maybe. But no. Wizards don't get the same medical conditions that... That's so unless true. there's like some well, magical thing that makes... He can't stop it. Didn't then. someone get... Like someone has acne. One of the kids... She's not very consistent. Yeah, but that's like... But that's puberty. That's not necessarily like... And there are ways to... disease. To cure it. It's yeah. just... Yeah, you know what I mean? It's not like a disease, which is different okay yeah i just okay um i tried i tried i I I gave it all i gave it my all (laughs) you will never see me stand up or be in snape's corner ever again but did you see the effort in which i tried you did and that was a big of you you. thank you um don't get used to it I'm exhausted. No, not at all. Yeah. Um, enough. Harry felt as though he had been pushed back. Or sorry, really quickly. Shampoo aside. Um, he. So I mean, I think like part of this is that like this, this is this is supposed to be like the moment where we start to like or where Joe starts to humanize Snape a little bit or tries. Um, her version of and I think that like and I think that like giving him a backstory is super important for sure Um, and I think that it like does you know it makes him more of a well-rounded character still a terrible one and it's a thing we've talked about multiple times at this point like he is a complex character um, an interesting character even but he's still a bad person and so all the things that are happening like he's you know he's getting teased his um parents are arguing um and really like his dad is abusing his mother um it's it's like it's good to see those things and to understand like how he got to become the way that he is but also doesn't excuse the way that he is right it's an explanation on excuse and and we will say this until we're blue in the face because sometimes people like Amani like to believe that when you try to give an explanation, you're defending someone. Yeah. Robin's just mad because he called her a repeated Snape defender. Which is not true! Yeah. Um, I can't find the gift that I need. That too. I'm mad about both of those things. <laughs> um, so Harry felt as though he'd been pushed hard in the chest... He took several staggering steps backward. Snape was shaking slightly, very white in the face. Um, Well, Potter, that was certainly an improvement. I don't remember telling you to use a shield charm, but there's no doubt that it was effective. Um, Harry didn't speak. He was sure he had just broken into Snape's memories, that he had just seen uh, scenes from Snape's childhood, and it was unnerving to think that the crying little boy who had watched his parents shouting was actually standing in front of him with such loathing in his eyes let's try again shall we harry felt a thrill of dread he was about to pay for what he what had just happened he was sure of it on the count of three then that right there yeah that right there he did something he he made like a very smart quick-witted like quintessential harry potter like um instinctual way of doing something snape even admits like unorthodox but effective Mm -hmm. 
And to be sure... He's still mad, though. To be certain that you're going to be punished because you made an instinctual and good reaction. Mm-hmm. Because says hurt people hurt people. But what do shitty-ass people do? Shitty, broken, disgusting, pathetic excuses for humans hurt people. (laughs) They do. They do indeed. Um, uh, Okay, so on the count of three then, said Snape, one, two, Harry did not have time to gather himself together and attempt to clear his mind, for Snape had already cried legilimens. He was hurtling along the corridor toward the Department of Mysteries, past stone, blank stone walls, past the torches. The black, uh, the plain black door was going even larger. He moved fast. He, mm, he was moving so fast he was going to collide with it. His feet from, uh, he was feet from it. He could see the chink of faint blue light again. The door had flown open. He was a, he was through it at last inside a black walled, black Ford cir- circular room with blue flamed candles, and there were more doors all around him. He needed to go on, but which door ought he to take? Potter. Um, he opened his eyes. He was flat on his back again with no memory of, of having gotten there. Um, Explain yourself, said Snape. I don't know what happened, said Harry, truthfully. I've never seen that before. I mean, I told you, I've dreamed about the door, but it's never opened before. You're not working hard enough. For some reason, Snape seemed even angrier than he had done two minutes before. Um, which, I mean... You're not working hard enough. But also give him a t- a minute to settle his mind. That's true. I think Snape does not give him enough time. He shouldn't he should have he shouldn't need as much time because he should have been practicing, but he yeah. needs time. It's true. But um both things are true. Yeah. Um oh, you are lazy and sloppy potter. It's small wonder the dark uh, that the Dark Lord Can you tell me something, sir? said Harry, firing up again. Why do you call Voldemort the Dark Lord? I've only ever heard Death Eaters call him that. Um, first of all, it's not the time. It's not the time or the place. Or really, I don't think it would ever be the time. But that particular moment was especially not the time to ask that question. Um, but I do also want to point out something you mentioned either last episode or the one before. Um, it's probably the one before. We were talking about um, how Snape probably uses the Dark Lord as a way to not slip up when he is around Voldemort. Right. Um, yeah. So Snape opened his mouth in a snarl and a woman screamed somewhere outside the room. Uh, what the Snape muttered. Um, Harry could hear a muffled commotion coming from what he thought might be the entrance hall. Snape looked around at him, frowning. Did you see anything unusual on your way down here, Potter? Harry shook his head. Somewhere above them, the woman screamed again. Snape strode to his office door. His wand still held, held at the ready and swept out of sight. Harry hesitated for a moment and then followed. Um, when he reached the top, so he goes up the steps um, out of the dungeons, and when he reached the top, um, he found the entrance hall packed. Students had come flooding out of the great hall where dinner was still in progress to see what was going on. Um, <sighs> others had crammed themselves onto the marble staircase. Harry pushed forward through a knot of tall Slytherins and saw that the onlookers had formed a tight, a great ring um, some of them looked shocked, others even frightened. Professor McGonagall was sta- directly opposite Harry on the other side of the hall. She looked as though she was watching, what she was watching made her feel faintly sick. 
Professor Trelawney was standing in the middle of the entrance hall, her wand in one hand and an empty sherry bottle in the other, looking utterly mad. Two large trunks lay on the floor beside her, one of them upside down. It looked very much as though they had been thrown down the stairs after her. Which is, like, unnecessary. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely unnecessary. To say the least. Throwing this, um, ain't, this ain't Big Mama's house. This ain't a Tyler Perry presents. <laughs> like let her get her Tyler stuff. Tyler Perry presents Harry Potter. That would be a very interesting take on this series. I wouldn't want any part of it. <laughs> Just so you know. I will watch it bootleg. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, she shrieked. No, this cannot be happening. It cannot. I refuse to accept it. You didn't realize this was coming, said a high girlish voice, sounding callously amused. Um, of course, it belongs to Umbridge. Um, Incapable though you are of predicting even tomorrow's weather, you must surely have realized that your pitiful performance during my inspections and and lack of any improvement would make it inevitable you would be sacked. Um, so, you know, there's a thing that teachers usually Hot get tax? in the muggle world. I don't know, maybe not in Britain, but definitely in america um it's called a pink slip and you just like hand it to them it's i don't think they give pink slips anymore but well they used to yeah you but at this time you definitely have hr it's 1990 it's, it's escorted out in the quiet true but i'm saying it's but you're definitely escorted out so quietly there's all there's never a right big to do the, the, you're, you give you're you given like your notice them. you're like hey guess what Mm-hmm. You're fired. Take it into the HR office. Right. We're going to, you know, but not like in the middle of dinner where everyone is going to be there. <laughs> We're going to throw the, the suitcases and all your stuff after you down the hall and give a whole show. Like, for what? For what reason? Um, the devil. The devil. Yeah, yeah indeed. Um... You can't, howled Professor Trelawney. You can't sack me. I've been here 16 years. Hogwarts is my home. It was your home, said Umbridge, until an hour ago when the Minister of Magic countersigned the order for your dismissal. Now kindly remove yourself from this hall. You are embarrassing us. She stood and watched with an expression of brooding enjoyment. Who is us, bitch? You just got here. She been here 16 years. Yep. You brand new. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... Lavender and Parvati were both crying silently, their arms around each other. Um, Professor McGonagall broke away from the spectators, marched straight up to Professor Trelawney, and was patting her firmly on the back while withdrawing a single, a large handkerchief from her robes. Can we just, for the record, remember that McGonagall cannot stand Trelawney. She don't fuck with her. At all. But she knows that this ain't right, so she's gonna do something about it. Mm -hmm. Um... There, there, Sybil, calm down. Blow your nose on this. It's not as bad, as bad as you think now. You are not going to have to leave Hogwarts. Oh, really, Professor McGonagall? And your authority for that statement is? That would be mine, Ooh. said Dumbledore. That's what it was. The air horns. Blah, blah, blah. Congratulations. Crack, crack. You played yourself. Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> Gunshots. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That wasn't good. It's like, but blow horns. Um, Dumbledore comes down and said, "These exclusive. These is red bottoms. These is bloody shoes." Hey, eh? hey. Eh? 
A? No? Uh, get anything? Ex- ex- expensive, but good job. Okay. Good job. I appreciate it. I thought it, it worked. It did. It was It was good. Um, I thought it was good. Trelawney so said, the- if I see you on the street, that means I don't fuck with you. Yes. Becky and I don't speak. Yeah. It's, you're, you're close. It's okay. You're almost there. Um, I like that it's, song. It's a very good song. Um, the oak front doors had swung open. Students beside them scuttled out of the way as Dumbledore oh appeared my in the entrance. Um, and then water rushed out after him. He yep. was wearing yellow, yellow robes. robes. Mm-hmm. Barefoot. And he said, hold up. He has, he has a They don't back. love you like I love you. Back up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yours, Professor Dumbledore, said Umbridge, who did not understand the 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 how magnificent this moment was and thought that it was still her time to speak. What she should have done is slunk her ass back down to the dungeons should for the have. rest of her days. Instead, she thought, oh, no, now's the time to say more words. And then Dumbledore said, who the fuck do you think I is? You ain't messing with no average head mister, girl. I gotta Um I'm afraid you do not understand the position I have here. An order of dismissal signed by myself and the Minister of Magic under the terms of educational decree number twenty three, the High Inquisitor of Hogwarts has the power to inspect, place upon probation, and sack any teacher she, that is to say I, feel is not performing up to the standard required by the Ministry of Magic. I've decided that Professor Trelawney is not up to scratch. I have dismissed her. Um, to Harry's very great surprise, Dumbledore continued to smile. You are quite right, of course, Professor Umbridge. As High Inquisitor, you have every right to dismiss my teachers. You do not, however, have the authority to send them away from the castle. I am afraid that power to do that the power to do that still resides with the headmaster, and it is my wish that Professor Trelawney continue to live at Hogwarts. Um, Trelawney gives a wild little laugh in which a hiccup was barely hidden. No, no, I'll go, Dumbledore. I shall leave Hogwarts and seek my fortune elsewhere. No, said Dumbledore, it is my wish that you remain civil. Um, especially given the things happening with Voldemort right now. It's not safe for her to leave Hogwarts, right. fam. You got, keep your ass it's at Hogwarts right now, fam. It's, it's definitely not. We'll no. find something else for you to do. But you need um, to stay your ass here. Yeah. Uh, he turned to Professor McGonagall. Might I ask you to escort Sybil back upstairs? Of course. Up you get, Sybil. Um, Professor Sprout came hurrying forward out of the crowd and grabbed Trelawney's other arm. Together they guided guided her past Umbridge and up the marble stairs. Flitwick went scurrying after them. Um, his wand held out before them, before him, and he squeaked, locomotor, locomotor trunks. Um, and Trelawney's luggage rose into the air and proceeded up to the staircase up the staircase after her. Um, Umbridge was standing stock still, staring at Dumbledore, who continued to smile benignly. And what, she said in a whisper, are you going to do once I appoint a new divination teacher who needs her lodgings? Oh, that won't be a problem. You see, I've all, I've already found us a new divination teacher, and he will prefer, prefer lodgings on the ground floor. You found, you found. Might I remind you, Dumbledore, that under educational decree number 22... The Ministry has the right to appoint a suitable candidate if and only if the headmaster is unable to find one, said Dumbledore, and I am happy to say that on this occasion I have succeeded. May I introduce you? He, he turned said, I know the chapter, verse, and edition of that law. Mm-hmm. I got Indeed. it. 
Yep, I'm on this. I don't need you. Um, uh, he turned to face the open front doors. Harry heard hooves. Um, through the mist oh, came and, a face. And Harry had, he, th- sorry, I'm just, he threw in someone that he knew was just going to piss So, through the mist came a face Harry had seen once before on a dark, dangerous night in the Forbidden Forest. White blonde hair and astonishingly blue eyes, a head and torso of a man joined to the Palomino body of a horse. This is Ferrin, said Dumbledore. I think you'll find him suitable. And then he dropped the mic and walked away. He said, I woke up like this. I woke up like this. Just, just... Yeah. Okay. Who is your MVP? So, I had... I just have to, like, give her an honorable mention now. She's no longer my MVP. I feel really bad about this. I had Angelina as my MVP because I had that whole, this, like, flashback of what her life was like. So, honorable mention to to Angelina, but Dumbledeezy. Bro. Dumbledeezy said, remember that time... I stunned that dude through, through a, a door. door. Well, yep. watch me stun this bitch with my words. Mm-hmm. No wand needed. They don't even need my wand. Wands I don't for even what? need it. Who he needs said, a wand? Lord. <laughs> Lord. Let this bitch try me one more again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just. Yep. It was a master class. And I just feel like... It was. You know, it was, mm-hmm. lessons and life come at you in a myriad of different ways. And when you when you get a lesson like that, you should you should just learn to take it mm-hmm. and harness it. Just like... And I, and, I, and I pray and I hope for everyone listening that you... One day have you, those skills. Well, know that you just took this for what this was. This was a lesson for all of us. It's true. When someone comes to try you in your own space, in your home, mm-hmm. and, they, and they think they get a little too comfortable, and you need to put them in their place, I need you to remember what Dumbledeezy has taught us here today. Yeah. Didn't raise a voice. Didn't he nothing. smiled. Smiled. Mm-hmm. Count her with kindness. Mm-hmm. Two to the heart. Yeah. I I mean I did the same. I it was funny because like as I was going through this chapter and I was reading it, I was like, oh, okay, I mean there aren't really like you know, there's nothing like really happening where I could be like, okay, this person and so I was like, I could maybe do Hermione, I could maybe do I might think I might have considered the twins at some point too. But Dumbledore, mm-hmm. man. I'm sorry. He be tripping, but like, I've said this before, he's my problematic fave. And he be right? on one, and he's on one for most of this book, but there's certain moments you're just like, but you, but, but, but you're Dumbledore. Is- but you stunned a motherfucker through the door. And then, like, this, this word, man. It's like, it's reminiscent of um, the uh, hearing as well. Yes. That was another moment. I mean, that moment he was tripping a little bit more. I will also point out just um off the to Umbridge. No, just I'm yeah, to Umbridge. No, that one was to Fudge. 
Um, but, but I will yeah. also point out that Harry doesn't run across the Great Hall or the entrance hall shouting after Dumbledore after this happens. I just want to point out that that's not a thing that happens. But, that's later. Um, but also, you know, She's shout out to Dumbledore for being like, and I got the teacher. Also, Dumbledore didn't replace Trelawney in the... Never mind. We're not going to get there. We got three months. I don't have to have, hold that in my spirit when Dumbledore is you know, trying to enlighten me on how to live my life. So let me just push that to the side. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, he just, he, he killed the game. He did. He just, he took a very traumatic and sad moment mm-hmm. for and he said, you know Trelawney what? and said, you are loved, you are valued, and don't let anybody else make you think otherwise. McGonagall. McGonagall's like, I'm on it. And Trelawney's like, McGonagall? She don't even like me. You are loved. <laughs> you are valued. Mm-hmm. Don't let anybody else tell you otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Whew. So, Kashana made Whew. the love goods. Um, I also did consider making Luna my MVP. Um, Kashana made the Love Goods um, her MVP for publishing the interview in the Quibbler and exposing the ministry. Um, Portia made Dumbledore her MVP for demonstrating how you beat the system to the entirety of Hogwarts and providing Hedwig with a lemon drop. Turn up. Um, Amani made Hermione Jean Granger um, MVP for playing the game like Marjorie and getting everyone on Harry's side. Laurel made... Um, Marjorie Neville, is from um, Game of Thrones. Wait, 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 sorry, Marjorie's from Game of Thrones. Yes, Marjorie Tyrell. Um, yes. Laurel made Neville her MVP because people do need to know. They do. Um, they do indeed. Uh, who did you bench? I. So I had I was benching Harry for the for the. Cho Chang thing for the not paying attention with divination thing. Like there were a lot of things that I was like, Harry, you just need to sit down, try again tomorrow. You know, we'll make it work. We'll do better. And then Snake came in and was like, it's hold true. my beer. It's very true. And the problem with benching Snake, but it was why he's going to be benched anyway. He's he has points, like he has valid points that are lost in his being a shitty human being. And like, just, I mean, I, there's, there's no other way to say it. Like, if you, if he could just summon up a modicum, uh, just the tiniest minuscule piece of humanity. He could be something. It wouldn't be much. But he could be something. Like Barry Crouch Jr. all over again. If he was not a Nazi. If Snape was not a terrible excuse for a human piece of shit. Indeed. Um, I I benched Umbridge because again there's a you know firing people is a very simple it's a private matter it's like you know 
you do it quietly. You go up to Trelawney's uh, little whatever the fuck, like, go up to her tower and be like, you're fired. Here's paper. Here's mm-hmm. your last, like, whatever amount package. of severance you get. There you go. You got X number of days to pack up and be out. Then you send a, a message wide to everyone else, like, by the way, Trelawney no longer works here. You, you know, respectfully, you don't send it to, to, you, send it to you know, you said, that's what I'm saying. You send it to the staff. Yeah. And then, I mean, the, the students do have to know eventually, but like you can make professionally. She no longer works. She, she no longer works here. Opportunity. You have a new teacher. Instead, she decided that she was going to throw a party and pop Chris before she actually got homegirl out the door. So, you know, you get what you put out and that's what she gets also like punishing harry for telling the truth punishing everyone punishing everyone for harry telling the truth but especially harry because he got detention 50 points taken off and banned from hogsmeade so right wait he got banned from hogsmeade yeah that was the first thing but yeah that does make sense yes that's true um but also in a school or in a school in a place of learning she banned information. Right. She banned information. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a special kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kashana benched Greasy Grimy Snape. Uh, hey. Portia benched people who, ha- who want power but have done nothing to deserve it. Um, so that's Snape and Umbridge. Uh, Laurel benched hey. Umbridge for trying way too hard and Amani because he's a party pooper and doesn't want to receive the word that we were just given in the lesson that we he had just learned. He gave you a word. He gave you bars, actually, in fact. Bars. I'm, I'm looking for the mixtape, but Amani isn't. Instead, he decided that he is going to bench Dumbledore he for put leaving. It in cliff notes for you, Amani. Easy to understand. Dude, it's catchy. It has a beat behind it. At the very least, if you can't get with the words, you can get with the beat. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's a slapper. It's a bop, if you will. Um, But he benches Dumbledore (laughs) for leaving Harry with grimy, greasy-ass Snape, saving all his petty to undermine Umbridge, and save Trelawney solely because of the prophecy, but ignoring his trauma and burgeoning alcoholism and mental health, and being so committed to a stupid-ass ignoring Harry plan, he walked right past Malfoy using the imperious, imperious curse on Podmore. That's like benching um, uh, Ron for allowing the devil snare. No, not quite. Else. Not quite. But I don't. I no. I don't do think you, that's. I don't think it's that. Do you think he knew that Podmore was there? We didn't see Podmore, did we? We saw Malfoy. Oh yeah, at the we ministry. didn't see Podmore. Malfoy's always at the ministry. No, but but uh, uh, Dumbledore when he left the hearing would have seen Malfoy and would have known that Podmore was there. But under the invisibility cloak, he I I don't think that he would have known. That no, Podmore I don't got think. Imperious. Yeah, I don't think he would have known that Podmore got imperious. Um, At that moment, true. Is what that I'm is saying. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Amani's like he walked right past Malfoy. What is wand out saying imperious? Like, nah, son. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm gonna give
give you Dumbledore for all of the other reasons you laid out. I'm just saying, I'm just, I am drawing a line at getting mad at him for something he, he didn't, he didn't do. Um, okay, cool. Thank you for listening. Next week, we will discuss chapter 27 with Harry, of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, the centaur and the sneak. Um, make sure to follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. Um, join the conversation on Twitter at We Black and Nerds, hashtag Wizard Team. Um, don't forget to join our Facebook group, join our Slack, let us know your thoughts, give us your vote. You can email them, tweet them, Slack them. Join our onesie party next week. Yeah. Or listen to this with a onesie. Because uh, mm-hmm. by the time you hear this part, you've listened to the whole thing. But. Go put a onesie on and then listen to it again. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. All right. Thanks, y'all. All right. Bye. Bye.